What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Report's college football and NFL draft podcast. Boys, we are doing some college football today. We are at LSU. It's Monday morning when you listen to this. It's Saturday morning. It's so God, it's morning. When we record this, we're drinking beers at LSU in Baton Rouge. It's a beautiful 80-degree day. The Block Party presents. People hooked us up. We got a 10 by 20 tent. We got natties on natties on we natties. We got breakfast beers. We got screwdrivers. We, we got, got mimosas. Chick-fil-A. We sound like a bar. Like, this is a radio commercial for a bar. Come on down to Stick to Football. We got beers on beers on beers. Well, you should. You, you should. Didn't. What yeah. have I got to do to put you in a tailgate today? That's <laughs> what I want to know. It's a car salesman. We're going to have a fun show. Our boy Jacob Hester, an LSU legend, stopped by. We had a lot of fun talking to him. And warning, he told me after uh, he told us all after the show, I forgot it was a podcast. I'm used to doing radio. I would have said fuck. Yeah, and he, he did. He thought he wasn't he cool didn't. enough for the single audience. So, upset. so we don't will, judge Jacob Hester. We he will get him cool. back on the show. The last white running back to rush for a thousand yards in the SEC. Little known fact. Ever. That's a record like, to be proud of. Yeah, that's the world deal. will be extinct. Yeah, it won't happen again. It is gonna be a fun show. We got Jacob Hester. We're gonna take live draft on draft questions. So hopefully you did come by the tailgate and asked your question. But one thing I want to get to, because this is a draft podcast, Thursday night as Mello and Austin and I are making our way down through the great state of Arkansas, and that's full of sarcasm, Eli Manning did something. I don't know if it's played football, wet the bed. Made faces. Made faces, yeah. Like, uh, disappointed his dad and brother. I mean, he did something out there. It's time for the New York Giants to start thinking about their next quarterback. I don't personally think it's Kyle Laletta. And now we have a draft without a great quarterback situation. So I want to open this up. The New York Giants are probably going to have a top five pick. Do you move heaven and earth to get Justin Herbert from Oregon? Or is this a maybe the guy we're about to see in a couple hours? Is it a wait for Jake Fromm type year? I mean, I go with the latter. I think my biggest question has become, does Justin Herbert declare? I mean, you talk to anyone near Oregon, and they're not sure of it. His brother's coming in as a four-star tight end. It's no secret that they want to play together. Melo's playing soccer while you talk. (laughs) Melo has left us to play soccer. (laughs) This is what happens when you do the show from the tailgate. When you look at this situation, though, there's no guarantee that Justin Herbert's in this draft class. And then what do the Giants do? So I think they need to lay out multiple scenarios of how to figure this thing out. They've rode the Eli Manning train for a couple of years too long now, and it's really come back to blow up in their face here. Especially if you look at Geno Smith's Twitter. Holy I shit. I mean, well, you, Connor, you talk about they should have laid it out and looked at it. They should have done that shit last year. Exactly. They should have known we have five good quarterbacks in this draft. I'm not counting Lamar Jackson. I'm counting Mason Rudolph. Oh, God. <laughs> they should have yeah, taken five, a But you counted Josh Allen? What? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Don't bring up the tattoo. <laughs> but they should have done this last year and looked at the draft class and said, okay, we've got to get our hands on a quarterback they shit the bed last year and now everybody is saying they've got to address the quarterback and they should I, have done it already i saw a great tweet from daniel jeremiah and was like well let's think about this would you rather have saquon barkley and a quarter and justin herbert or would you rather have sam darnold and nick bosa maybe nick bosa I maybe mean, ed oliver here's my question would you rather have saquon barkley going for 100 yards and nice highlights but you're losing by 25 points every exactly. week or a good team well, let's talk about Justin Herbert. He is the number one quarterback in the presumptive class. We all think that maybe he declares, maybe he doesn't. It's very open-ended. And I, Mello and I talked about this a lot on Thursday and Friday. When you talk about Justin Herbert to NFL teams, and, yeah, there's a band in the background. I'm going to sing in a second. I don't care. There's a helicopter, too. When you talk about Justin Herbert, the one thing you hear is he's not ready for a big city. So the big there's city. not New a bigger York, city New than New York. No. Is he going to be able to handle it mentally? And I know a lot of people don't like that when you talk about, oh, you don't know this. Yeah, we do. 
We I didn't mean, know you, this. You keep hearing it. So it's not like I know Justin Herbert and I'm like, nope, dude can't handle New York. We're getting that information from people that know Justin Herbert. I just want to point out there's a man in overalls behind you that are striped. Woo! What's up, buddy? Go Tigers. There we go. He is the embodiment of LSU. Drinking Natty Light. That's Cheers, right. buddy. There we go. I love LSU already. Awesome. Yeah, this is amazing. So uh, with Justin Herbert, I think, Connor, something you and I have talked a lot about, will he declare? I think now we go to should he? Because when you look at 2020, you have to deal with Jake Fromm. You have to deal with Tua. Like they're, The quarterback class of 2020 looks good. So wouldn't you, if Justin Herbert's family calls you and says, number one, what do you do with that hair? Number two, should he declare for the draft? I, you're going to say yes. Uh, I mean, when the money comes – you come and take it. I, I don't care that I understand that you want to play with your brother. I understand that you might want to come back and try to win a Pac-12 championship. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, when the draft advisory board sends you a first round grade and you yeah. know you're going in the top 10 and you know you have a chance to play for the New York Giants, which is let's be real, guys. A rookie quarterback gets to throw to Odell Beckham and yeah, hand the ball to Saquon Barkley. Right. That's not bad. And once so, they get that quarterback, they'll figure out the line. They'll get some pieces. Totally. I, I think when we do look at these situations, now guys do go back to school. It does happen. But it's often a, it's rare, rare at this I point. Mean, let's talk it's about it. rare. Mitch Trubisky, oh, he should go back. No. Nah. No, he shouldn't. Josh Allen, oh, he should go back. No. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Guys, don't go back because you're going to make $50 million as a top five pick at quarterback. And I, I think – Melo, I'll give you credit. You were the first person to tell me, hey, with Justin Herbert, you need to look into this because there's a lot of talk that he's not mentally tough. Well, and you talk about mentally tough, too, but if he goes back to school, he's QB3. Yes, automatically. We have two great sophomore quarterbacks (laughs) right now. So if he goes back, he's QB3. That might even push him out of the first round. It it absolutely could. These are like the things that happen behind the scenes in October – that you don't think about, like, because when we get to April, it's just we talk about the draft class. But right now it's this, this you know, domino stacking of who's going to be in this class as a quarterback prospect. And so it, if, if Justin Herbert doesn't declare and Dwayne Haskins doesn't declare, and I'll tell you, I've said it a couple times on the show, no one at Ohio State is talking about leaving early except for Nick Bosa. That's it. Because they feel like they have a special group together. So they do not want to break that up. They, and they do. They've definitely galvanized around the controversy there. I reached out to my guy at Ohio State a while back. He's like, hey, who are your underclassmen? He's like, we're not talking about it. We're not thinking about it. We got to beat Indiana this week or whatever. And when it, it comes, like, oh. yeah. when it comes down to it, Haskins waited to play. He should have been the starter last year. Ohio yeah. State was loyal to JT Barrett. This guy waited to play at his dream school. When he was a kid, he wanted to be the quarterback at Ohio State. Yeah. It's not crazy that he does play these next two years, not leaves after this one. Shooter video, Dwayne Haskins in the locker room wearing the jersey or Sam Ellinger saying he wants to be Chris Sims. Uh, man, they're both so good. Is this like BR bias and yeah. Texas bias? No, 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 you can be honest. Like, yeah, you can be honest. I yeah. mean, I think it's Sam Ellinger. Yeah, I'm Chris Probably Sims. just because he's a cute fucking little kid, yeah, man. <laughs> I do want to point out. Team Haskins. Y- y'all know, I, y'all, I love our boy Sims, but Sam Ellinger ain't wearing one out there. He's wearing 11. So maybe he wanted to be Major Applewhite. Catch all that shade. I don't know if that's from the tent or Matt. Oh, man. All right, y'all. We told you we had an awesome guest stopping by the LSU tailgate. We got our boy Jacob Hester, one of, I think, one of my favorite radio shows that I do, uh, uh, going out talking about draft prospects. You guys have a lot of them at LSU this year. That's why I want to start this, man, because you're down here all the time. You're around these players. You've got Devin White, Greedy Williams, maybe some players you hope don't come out early, but – we, we're going to talk about it because they're too good. 
What are those guys like from your perspective as somebody that did this and had a long NFL career too? Yeah, Devin White's a special player. And what's amazing is he was really a running back in high school. So this is only his third year playing linebacker. So to be able to do what he's doing is special. He's an ultimate team leader. And then Greedy Williams, man, what he's been able to do at cornerback. It's what when Tredavious White was here. It's kind of like quarterbacks don't even look on that side right now. And it's been, it's been fun to watch those guys grow. My brother's actually coached Greedy Williams in high school. And so I've got a chance to really see him grow to be the player that he's uh, is now and look you want those guys to stay but uh, I think you know that those guys are pretty highly rated and you, you, look when, when a guy's that highly rated you can't tell him to stay in school well talking about someone that's not eligible for the draft but that has been an absolute star Grant Delpit I, I think when Jamal Adams left you know there's a lot of questions about who would take over on the back end who can handle a versatile role and Delpit's been that guy uh, you know how do you see him in this defense he's handled uh, he's played up front he's yeah. played on the back end and, and what does he mean to this LSU well, defense he's been the MVP of the defense and that's what's saying you got two first rounders and Greedy and Devin sitting right there he's the guy that look right now with the loss of Caleb on chase on they're looking for a guy to rush the passer and they've gotten it out of a safety he's kind of done it at all three levels he's been on the line of scrimmage he's been in the box and he's played a deep safety so he's been able to do it all for LSU he's been key for him. He went down in the spring with a collarbone deal and thank goodness it was only a collarbone because when he went down everybody thought it was a shoulder and everybody was holding their breath because everybody knew what he was going to mean to this defense so he's by far been the MVP for for me and I think for a lot of the the fans and coaches. How do you compare someone like Delpit to Jamal Adams who you and I were just talking about like I mean when Jamal came through here you and I had a lot of conversation about this dude's special not just on the field but off the field and now we're seeing that with the Jets how important he is how does Delpit fit in that type of line from Jamal now to another great safety? I mean, he's coming to be on that Jamal type of level. And if you're LSU, man, you're very fortunate to have those guys back-to-back. To be able to have a Jamal Adams and then have a Grant Delpit. And look, I, I know everybody claims to be DBU. LSU is That's one of those schools, right? On. And, and, <laughs> yep, and, and, they, and they've got a claim to it, right? And so those guys always communicate with each other. And I think that's good. Jamal's always communicating with Grant, even though Jamal's in the NFL now. Tredavious communicates with Greed. And I think those things help, right? Those experiences, those guys have all been through it, and they stay uh, in touch pretty close. So you said that LSU, you you know, talk about DBU. Are you counting Texas in that conversation? Or are you just like, that's the true DBU and then like... I think there's four teams. I think there's four teams that, that can have a claim to it. It's LSU, Florida, Ohio State, and Texas. Yeah, I agree. I, I think anybody outside of that would be lying. Yeah. Uh, look, Obviously, I'm biased, but when you look at LSU and what they've had with Patrick Peterson, with the Honey Badger, with Morris uh, Claiborne, Richard Abias White, Jamal Adams, Leron Landry, I mean, they've had really a, a bunch of elite defensive backs the last couple of years but so have those other schools I mean I think those are the only four teams that can even say DBU yeah so a lot of people don't know but how important is the number 18 to LSU because like that's a big yeah. deal down here that I feel like you all know about and if you're a student here you probably know about the players definitely do but I feel like nationally 18 is not as well known yeah. as it should be yeah. and you know a lot about it yeah, no, it's been fun to be a part of that tradition. Uh, there's actually the number 18 jersey now in the College Football Hall of Fame. Matt Mock's jersey's there. And so Matt Mock won a championship here in 03. And for some reason, he picked me as a freshman uh, to wear the number 18. And it's kind of grown. And Louisiana was the 18th state to come into the union. There's some history behind it. And now I just kind of they, they kind of claim it as the ultimate Tiger. And I was fortunate enough to wear it for four years. And we've passed it down. I think we're on our 12th 18 wear now with Foster Morrow. Tredavious White's worn it. Uh, Benny Logan, who's playing for the Titans still, Warning. So it's been a fun tradition. We have a group text uh, that, that we all kind of mess with each other through. And so uh, you never know what you're going to get in the number 18 uh, group text. And so it's been a fun part to be a part of a tradition like that at LSU. 
Well, I think for us covering the draft, it's been easy to identify that, you know, really the identity of the LSU offense with Leonard Fournette and then Darius Geis, even DJ Chark last year. We've been spoiled by their offensive talent. How have you seen that change this year with really the spotlight's been on Joe Burrow for yeah. once the quarterback position? You know, how has that been different this year for the Tigers? Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's good to have stability at quarterback. Yeah. It's good to have a guy that the coaches trust to be able to change the play at the line of scrimmage, to be able to do some different things and say, hey, this is your offense. We're going to give you the keys. And uh, he's grown. I mean, he's a guy that didn't play at Ohio State, but he had a lot of maturity. He's come in. He's changed the offense up. Look, coming into this year, they had Falls tomorrow, Sadiq Charles as starters. Everybody else was going to be some new uh, because you lost Garrett Brumfield to injury so right now you've got a whole bunch of, of young guys but they're going out there and for me they've uh, exceeded expectations so I'll ask the hard questions that they don't want to <laughs> how exciting is it to actually have a quarterback at LSU this year <laughs> <laughs> well look I do radio with, with Matt Flynn who was the championship quarterback here in, in 07 and that was always kind of the joke like we hadn't had a quarterback in a decade since Flynn uh, you know Mettenberger had some really nice seasons and, and Danny Etling for, for all the, the criticism he took, he was 16 touchdowns, two interceptions a year ago. But now you've got a guy that, that's dynamic, can make plays, can make the throws, can get you in all the right spots. And, look, it's it's the position that when recruiting starts, when everything starts, it's like a, who are we going to get a quarterback at LSU? Because, you know, everybody talks, well, it's defense, run the football, and you, and you couldn't find a way to We're win We're Texas a fans. We get it, man. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know exactly how it goes. Like, right. who wants to transfer? Like, can we get Kelly Bryant maybe? Uh, fun question for you. LSU versus everyone else. If you guys did like seven on seven, LSU wins, right? I mean, you got OBJ out there. You got yourself. You got Jamal. There's Jarvis so many, Landry. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Like seven on seven, LSU against any other college. Where do you guys yeah, stack up? I'll, I'll definitely take us, but I'm, I'm glad you were nice enough to throw my name in there. I would go from a running back to a fullback, try to get maybe a mismatch on like yeah. a middle linebacker or something. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure number seven, Leonard Fournette, would be the running back. Uh, we're hoping you can play both ways of the yeah. ball. Like maybe you play a little linebacker snap, in there too. Oh, yeah. Snap the ball yeah, man, in there. Maybe they let me get on curls. one knee and snap it to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Right. But you could be the team captain at least. Uh, there you go. No, LSU, man, as y'all know, man, they've always had receivers, running backs, uh, skill position. They've always had it covered. I guess uh, you know, Joe Burrow had to be our quarterback now, though. Yeah. And our seven on seven battle. Jamarcus Russell's probably not doing anything. We can probably oh, get him yeah. out here to throw the ball. Jay Russ didn't suck. Uh, <laughs> he could get on one knee and throw like 70 yards. Right. So, yeah, seven on seven. We got Jamarcus. That's true. One question that we get so often from the fans is you know, you look at players in the NFL, such a large percentage come from LSU. Why do you think this university specifically develops NFL talent, not just college talent? Well, I think the state of Louisiana, man, when you start talking high school football and recruiting rankings, uh, yes, California and Texas and Florida might have more, but per capita, I think the most NFL players come from Louisiana. I mean, New Orleans is embarrassment of riches when you go watch high school football in the city of New Orleans. I think that has a lot to do with it. Those guys stay in state. Then obviously they get here in the SEC program and, and have continued success, but I think it starts at the high school football level. Uh, for this, the size of the state that Louisiana is, it really has some national powers. I mean, I was fortunate enough to win a national championship in high school uh, at Evangel Christian back in 1999 and, and now they've got University High which is on LSU's campus they're number seven in the country and so uh, it's pretty crazy for the, the size of the state to have that much talent. Alright I'll, I'll ask you one last question and this is going to run Monday morning so we're dating ourselves a little bit but we got to find out who you think is going to win this game. <laughs> I mean you're walking around in LSU gear you're a legend here but who's going to win the game today? 
Look, I, I'm expecting a hard-fought battle. I really am. And it's look, LSU's been tested twice. When you look at the uh, Auburn game, when you look at last week against Florida, I think that's going to help them out when it gets into the fourth quarter. I expect it to be a close game. Georgia hasn't had to play in a fourth quarter yet. They've only thrown 12 passes in the fourth quarter all year long, and we're in week seven. So I think uh, I think LSU wins 24 to 20. That's not just being biased. Obviously, Ooh, I've got my purple and gold up. glasses score on, but on I'm going 24-20 to the Tigers. All right, there it is. Thanks again, Jacob. We appreciate you, man. Everybody check him out on Twitter. You got a great radio show. It's on at night, which is great. Like you yeah. get on the drive home from work, listen to it, check it out. Uh, everybody make sure you follow our guy Jacob Hester. Thanks, man. It's easier to get guests at night instead of the seven more a.m. Let morning me tell show. you, man. Yeah. You text me like, hey, you come on at six tonight? Yeah. Wow. I'm good. Yeah. Six in the morning? No. Yeah. Not coming on. Yeah, that's great. It's smart marketing. That's right. Appreciate it, guys. All right, y'all. We're still down here at Baton Rouge. Uh, we're ready to drink some beer. So it's time to do some draft on draft questions where Normally, you send in your questions, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram. Today, you just stop by and ask your questions. Our boy Luke wearing a Red Sox jersey out here, ready to roll. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He's rocking the natties. Go Sox. I'm all for it since the Royals aren't in the playoffs. You got a question, my man. Let's get him a microphone. You got a question. You've been hanging out. What's your question, buddy? Yes, sir. Roquan Smith or Devin White? Oh, that's a good one. Damn. I'll take it. I'll take it, and I, right. I might piss off some of our fans, but I, thank God it's you and not what me. What we doing saw it. Roquan do last year all year long was special. There now, he is. I, I think Devin White is great. I think he's the best linebacker in this class so far. But Roquan, that's a top ten linebacker. That's hard to do. Devin Roquan is Reuben Foster without a rest record. I mean, he's so athletic. <laughs> I want to see him play more physically. And he could still do that I think that's early fair. in the year. I, I actually agree. I would take Roquan Smith. I think the football IQ. And I still see, uh, I still see with Devin White Sad. some false steps at times. But Sad. here's what I'll say for you, Luke: Devin White will probably be a higher draft pick than Roquan Smith was because of the way the 2019 draft class looks. Bold. You're not going to have those quarterbacks pushing him down the board like we saw with Roquan. I still want Roquan to be no, a Niner. I, I I'm can still see pissed. What you mean there? Yeah. yeah. And I don't mean to sound like I'm hating on White. Like I think he's amazing. My number. We just player. loved Roquan Smith. It's it's yeah. simple as that. Top ten is an off-ball linebacker. It's not easy to do. If you kick the shit out of Oklahoma, I love you. Like, you're oh, a there's there's bias there here. There's the bias. There's the truth. All right. Well, hey, if we 0 for 1, I got one more for you. All right, let's do it. Keep it going. DBU, Greedy or DeAndre? Greedy. Oh, Greedy. greedy. It's Greedy. Yeah, easy. It's Greedy. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't close. At least we it ain't split. Close. Yeah. At least we split. Yeah. 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 I mean, you all had Champ Bailey, so you had a pretty good cornerback in the day at Georgia, but uh, I, I, man, I think Greedy is special, and then you got Grant Delpit coming up right behind him, so uh, you know, I, I say DBU's DBU. Texas, but you know, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. I right? don't know, man. I Jamal Adams, them. Patrick Peterson, Mo Claiborne over the recent years. Uh, Texas I'm gonna give is definitely Tigers more back here. in the day. You know, yeah, Michael right, Huff, enough. the Griffin boys. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but Caden Stearns is gonna bring it back. Now that we're back, we're back. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Luke, for hey, hanging out, man. coming too. Hey, Mike Thomas, best receiver in the NFL, right? By far. There we go. By far. My man agrees Water with me. receiver one. All right, we got more questions to get to as we're doing our live draft on draft. All right, we got some Georgia fans. We got LSU. A lot of Georgia fans down here, man. There's a lot of red in LSU. All right, man. Well, we're not too far away. We like to come down. We like there to we travel. There we go. You got to tell everybody your name and, the, and your repping. What are you repping here? A great Name's shirt, Alex. one. <laughs> Name's Alex. In a great shirt. Wearing a shirt. I got Sanford Stadium on my chest. Uh, it's And it's almost Drinking like a Hawaiian. tequila straight. Can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> He's been drinking. We met this dude at Tiger a gas station this morning. Here. This is a true story. We pulled into a gas station, and he's got a bottle of Don Julio and some ice. 
And we're like, this dude knows how to party. Come yeah. to our tailgate. Nothing with it, just no. the tequila. Yeah, and he, he's feeling it. So let's well, get to this I'm question. I'm probably in the right town, Baton Rouge. I That's mean, this, true. these people get me down here. There you go. All right, man. No, I, great show so far. Would love to hear your perspective on the game today. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is the X factor in the win for whoever wins? What do you think? I'll is tell the you, X man, I think the X factor. A lot of people are going to say Jake Fromm or the running backs for Georgia. I think the X factor is the Georgia defense. I still don't believe that LSU can score enough points to beat Georgia. And I know we had our guy Hester on earlier, and he talked about the consistency at quarterback finally for LSU. I just don't see it. LSU has been known for the power run game with Fournette and Darius Geis. They don't have it this year. They don't have it up front with the offensive line either. So I think Georgia, I, I know you're young, a little bit younger on the D-line and the front seven this year, but I think Georgia's defense is too good for LSU. I think for me it's is can this LSU defense make Jake Fromm make a mistake? And not a lot of teams have been able to do that over the last two years. I think this defense can. I think they did it against Jared Well, this Stidham. is your secondary. Yeah. When it comes down to it, you look at what Grant Delpa could do, and I know they have him playing in the front seven a lot now, but Greedy Williams, can you get the turnover, and not just get the turnover, but bring it back to the house? Because you got to give this offense some points. I'm not throwing a Greedy side of the field. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you put Ridley over there. I don't know who you put over there, but you're not throwing to him today. Like, maybe you, maybe you flex somebody out and ignore him. It's what do you think, Melo? I'm with you, Matt. I think just like seeing what Georgia defense can do this Saturday, it's going to play a huge part in this game. Can LSU score some points? Georgia's defense, they're not what they were last year. So I think that would be the X factor. And then seeing if Georgia can get their running game going. This is a very nasty defense that they're going up against. So if they can get their running backs going, I think this is going to be an easy game for them. Yeah, it is all about the turnovers on defense. I mean, LSU has the names, right? I mean, they have Devin White. They have Grady Williams. They have Grant Delpit. But let's not forget about DeAndre Baker. Georgia's got a pretty good fucking corner, too, who has size, and we've seen ball skills from him this year, and also tackling ability from DeAndre Baker. There have been so many games where he's laying on his back, and he pops up and makes a key tackle. So I don't want to sleep on DeAndre Baker either. Great points, great points. And my man, my man's finishing a bottle of Don Julio. You have a tradition, right? We do have a, do. We do have a tradition. We uh, went up to South Bend last year, polished off a bottle of 1800, and uh, got a win at Notre Dame. So uh, we're hoping for the repeat here at LSU. SEC championship game. You all might need to be there because you need that yeah, Don Julio yeah. in Atlanta for the SEC championship Abs- game. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's, that's going to happen no matter what. All right. We love the tailgating spirit. Our guy Austin interning with us for the weekend. Um, Lovely gentleman, very tall, held the Bigly. sign for us. Bigly, he has a lot of friends. You've been you've been hoarding draft on draft questions, I believe, right? Yes, he's got we like got, twelve. Of them. We got a couple great ones here. Um, starting off, how would you uh, compare the tailgate atmosphere here at LSU compared to your other stops that you guys have been to so far this you know, year? I like it. I, we're also, you know, we're in the block party village, which is like we, it's it's you know, high end tailgating, and it, it works great for us because we roll up. They unload our stuff, and we're in this amazing 10 by 20 tent. There's a band behind us. There's cornhole. The the folks are starting to trickle in. So I think this is a great spot. I, I will still maintain that the most fun we've had this year so far, it's only 10.45 in the morning, was at the University of Texas, though. Right on. And another quick question we got here. Um, which players are you guys most excited to see play today? I know you guys have kind of already answered that question, but just for all three of you, which ones are you most excited individually to see I, yourself? I'll tell you who I have the most questions about from a pro perspective that everyone loves is Baker. I want to see him turn around and play the ball in the air. I want to see him mirror receivers. I think he's a very good player. I thought you were talking about the short, chubby quarterback. 
<laughs> no, God, dude. I think I know Greedy Williams is a round one player. I know Devin White right. has made himself now into a round one player. My question is, is DeAndre Baker going to be a round one and player? And I want to piggyback off that because I'm excited to see Jake Fromm. You all know that. I love Jake Fromm. But I want to see Greedy Williams because we have touted this man as corner one. But I'll tell you, there's a guy at Clemson named Trayvon Mullen who is coming for his title. So I want to see Greedy in person, the length, the speed, the instincts. Does he live up to it? And I know we're probably not going to see a lot of throws at him today, but I do want to see what Greedy can do in person. Last year, we went and saw Denzel Ward in person, and I stumbled out of that stadium and told you this is my top corner, CB1, man. CB1, not even close. Exactly. So I want to see the same for Greedy because we've got DeAndre Baker. We have the guys at Ohio State. We have Trayvon Mullen. There's some damn good corners out there right now. So definitely want to see what he's all about. Melo, who are you most excited to see, buddy? The running backs at Georgia. I know that they're maybe not draft eligible this year, but it's it's never too early to start looking at those guys, especially when they're going against guys like Devin White and Greedy Williams. And you know that Coach O is going to have that defensive line ready to go. I can't believe that Holyfield doesn't have some kind of belt that he puts on after he scores. Every touchdown. Like, how do you not? Your how dad does, was a Vander Holyfield. Or he should, like, bite people when no, he scores. No, they should come out of, like, the gate, and he's leading it, and everybody else is, like, the boxing entourage with Ooh, him. Like, put a fucking hood over His him. His touchdown and, celebration should be the ear spit. <laughs> All right, I, we got another draft on draft question. Our guy Mike, is that what I heard? Yeah, Mike. I yep. have great hearing. So. Yeah, very good, very good. Quick question. So, when Jake Fromm throws... One to three interceptions Woo! in the first quarter. And field starts playing 50% of the time moving forward. Is that What's that going to do to his draft status? It'll kill it. It'll kill it. I don't think it'll happen, but it'll kill it. Uh, I mean, it, it's a unique situation, right, where you have, going back to Jacob Easton, you got three basically number one quarterbacks committed to the same school. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to see if from struggles what happens, if they do panic and put, put fields in because – Man, I, I know Georgia fans on Twitter will tell me that Fields is the best quarterback on the team. The backup's always the most popular guy, but it, it is, man, it's crazy to see. But I can't see anything rattling our guy from. No disrespect. He's got an LSU polo on, so I don't want to get punched right here. But uh, if anyone could, could do it, find today. If, yeah, if anyone could do it, we'll, we'll get a six football T-shirt. If anyone can rattle Jake from, though, I do think it's going to be LSU because you have a big physical safety and you have a shutdown corner, like a true shutdown corner. And you got a rangy linebacker that can take away the run on the inside. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm ready to get in there in a couple hours. Hopefully okay. remember the game. Two more questions that are pretty quick. Keep them coming. And um, first one, it's in a weird order. Do you think LSU's crowd is gonna affect the game at all? Oh no. I do. No, always. Do. No, there's so many Georgia fans here. They're yeah, no, no, okay. no, no, no. It might be it might look yeah. like they're oh, slot here. Man. They're only selling six thousand Georgia tickets. I'm colorblind, but I see a okay, lot of red. But I'll tell you why. It's because this is the like paid tailgate. There are fucking students all over Baton Rouge right now that are tailgating because they can't do it here because they're not 21. Like, we know what's up. <laughs> we know Baton what's up, Rouge yeah. is going to come, and they're going to play a huge, huge I role wish it were a night game. game. I really – I wish this were a night game because Death Valley at night would have been – I mean, we would have raged. So well, I know they would have raged. We're going to learn a lot about Jake Fromm today. That's what I'll say. I'll I agree. Right this now. is his first, like, truly, I think, tough road game where you're like, man, Other I don't than know what's going to happen. Championship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. You got one more. Yeah. Right? Follow-up question to that: Have you ever been to LSU game? No, it's our first time, man. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good follow-up. Yeah. I like how you played that. Damn it. Matt. Matt has Damn. definitely Matt not been. That's how you Matt get to stick to football guys. Yeah. Oh uh, no. No. I'll tell you though. Just kidding. I love these guys. I, I love Baton Rouge. It's amazing. But it, it does seem like a lot of Georgia fans right here. But y'all, y'all be loud in there, man. Right. Hey, be loud in there. Love y'all. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. 
We have the greatest fans in the world. I just want to say that. Amazing. So we got more. Oh, we got more. Keep we got a coming. line. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Tiger shins. We should have to hand you a beer when you ask a question. I like it. Yeah, I like that's it. Fair. Yeah. What are you drinking, though? Uh, we're going Miller Light right here, but I don't want to say anything. I'm not thinking. Future sponsorships. So hey, I just want. We love all beer. Yeah. Just want to keep it quiet. So. All right, man. What's your question? I mean, He's got the accent. This is a real Louisianian. Hey, I like it. I'm a Louis- mumble. I mumble all day. So just give me down. I mean, we didn't like cut the tape or anything. We'll be all right. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't have too too much. Best defensive line prospect. I mean, Rashard Lawrence. Brandon Fajoko, are y'all too familiar with them at all? Or Rashard nah. Lawrence this summer actually yeah, really yeah, jumped out to right. me. I'll say that because I think it's easy every summer. You're going to go watch the LSU defense because the underclassmen are always going to be making plays. Well, and if Chase on had got hurt, yeah, I mean that's the guy we were all about. Oh my God, he looks so good. Let's talk about an edge here. that's going to get 12 sacks this year in the SEC, and then he tears the ACL. So it, it did set it back a little bit, but. Like Connor said, when you want to watch Z line, you go to okay. Well, let's watch LSU. Let's watch Florida, <laughs> Alabama. These guys, yeah. Alabama. These guys are always going to be great up front. So I think LSU's best pro prospect is Devin White, though. Oh yeah, I mean easily. I mean, and, no and, doubt. You know, like I'm not sure if you were here for it. We had Jacob Hester yeah. on. He talked about Devin as, you know, a, a great athlete who's now learning to play linebacker, and it's like Miles Jack back in the day of. Mm-hmm. You just got this dude who's more athletic than everybody else. It was a running back coming in. Right? Or I guess athlete, but yeah. still. He was a running back. Yeah, you a, say, good yeah, high school, yeah. a good high school running right. back. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're excited, man, to get out there. And part of the fun of being on the road is you have those guys that you, you're going to get the, the roster and you're going to circle your guys you think you're watching, and then somebody pops out. And exactly. It, it might be Rashard Lawrence where you're like, I remember watching Wyoming last year to, yep. to watch Josh Allen, and you're like, holy shit, Andrew Wingard's pretty good safety, or uh-huh. Carl Granderson's yep. a good edge. So that's really part of the benefit for us being down here, not just to meet y'all, but oh, to yeah. see some of these players that – we don't have on our list yet, so it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Just the Aranda's 3-4 defense, just watch, just watch and see. I mean, you know, just clog up the middle and hold the hold the front up. So. Well, we're, we know all about Orlando's yeah. defense as Texas fans. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun out there today. And, yeah, I mean, who's going to win, though? I mean, hey, I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. I think I think it's going to be the difference. It's going to be like 3 I, I think, a remake of that, that game. And I think it's going to be a closed game all the way yeah. to the end. And, Win it on a field goal. Yeah, there you go. Win it on a field goal. Right. I was really hoping y'all beat Florida because this would have been yeah. a two versus five game. I, I think we're still going to bring it though. It's going to be, I mean, even though it's a day game, I mean, beautiful atmosphere out here. I mean, you can't can't beat that. It's going to be it's going to be rocking. So, all right, man. We're looking forward to cool. looking forward to it. We got one more question, I think, and then we're going to close this sucker out. I didn't even know if it was a question. I think it might be a statement. No, no. Yeah, you can give a take. This it's is fine. Uh, Philip from Baton Rouge. I just, yeah, I have a take. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Ding. last week against Florida, our best linebacker since uh, ever. Well, Jacob Phillips is out, man. He's a huge different maker yeah. now that he's going to be back this week. I think Christian Fulton's completely underrated. He actually has better numbers than Greedy right now when he's thrown at. So, I think – it's kind of a lose-lose when Fromm's trying to throw to either side. As long as we can stop the run game, I think it's going to be good news for LSU defense. Well, but but the run the run defense is very questionable. I'm not going to not going to deny that. And you also talked about it like the loss is the best thing that happened to you guys. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like in a way, like it obviously sucks. it's it college sucks, football. You don't want to lose, but it also it makes your team refocus. Right. And they have to do that now with and Georgia on back, the schedule. Yeah, coming back home, focus, get back on track. I'll tell you, man, we've been down. I, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. We were not high on LSU this year. And you all came out surprised this week one. We were like, oh, damn, who are these guys? And all year. So then it was like we almost overcompensated. Like, oh, fuck, LSU's back. Kind of like Texas is back. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. But I think today you guys can make a statement. Like, is LSU truly 
a team that we have to think about as, you know, maybe being a maybe not a playoff contender because of the way the SEC is, but like a legit team that's going to knock some people off. Who's going to challenge Alabama? That's what we want to know right now. Let's let's call it like we see it. Let's call it like we see it. I don't know if anybody's going to challenge Alabama. Yeah, let's be I mean, honest. The Georgia fans are getting loud right now, but they don't have to play Alabama every year. If they had to play, if they had to play <laughs> them every year, they, would, they wouldn't be so confident. Right. Yeah, no, hey, we appreciate they're, they're you, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. keep it up, man. We glad to have y'all out here. Hope y'all have a good time. Thank right, you very much, so man. much. All right, man. I, I, I think we got more. Oh, my God, we got more. All right, guys. So uh, to go ahead and wrap this up real quick, one last question. I think you guys are going to be a little excited to hear. Is Texas back after that OU win? Texas is back. We're yeah, back. I, I think so. Like, honestly, the We're, way that they're playing, they better not shit their pants today against Baylor. By the way, <laughs> recording Saturday, you're here on Monday. We don't know what happened in the Baylor game, but I'm terrified. I've told Melo for three days, I've had the poops I'm so afraid of the Baylor game. I can't eat I'm so afraid because it's classic trap game. It, it is, and Baylor is a tough team because they are going to have good offense under Matt Rule. But I do think they are back. I know that I've said before, they were supposed to be conference champs before I labeled them that. But it was honestly because I never saw them beating Oklahoma this year. Yeah, exactly. So once they do that, they're in conference contention right now. And if they beat West Virginia, it's an easy road for them. We might be seeing Texas as a playoff team. Like, seriously. I, I, I don't mean, want to. I'm not saying it's one weird Notre Dame loss away from it probably, right? Right, because, yeah. I mean, so the SEC, maybe they send two. They'll but send if Georgia two. loses to Alabama late in the year and you have a team like Texas that can win out in the Big 12 or you have Notre Dame that can do it as an independent, Clemson's going to win the ACC. We need eight teams. We need eight teams. We do. That's what needs to be back. Bring, eight teams. Bring some eight teams to this equation. Yeah, man. All right, LSU, we appreciate you all. Thank you to our friends at Block Party Presents. This has been an awesome tailgate. we got a band in the background. we got Natty Lights open. Whiskey's got his Buffalo Trace. It's been a good day. It's going to be a great day. We're excited for LSU Georgia. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stopping by with your questions. If you have more questions, send them in on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. Connor and I will be back for the Wednesday morning show with some stock watch. Maybe another mock draft. We'll see what happens. It's going to be wild. Thank you again for listening. As always, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We're stick to football.